Happy Valentine's Day. This year, when it and Ash Wednesday fall on the same day, is a good time to remember that the word passion fits both occasions. Passion that refers to love, passion that refers to suffering, from the Latin word passio. As we embark on the 40-day road of Lent, in which we follow Jesus to the cross. His suffering and death there bring together passions to seemingly divergent senses. For his suffering was out of love for us. To save us from the just consequences of our sin, so that we may walk in freedom and newness of life. Today's first lesson from the second chapter of Joel reminds us that we need to repent. That is an especially important message today, in which we are encouraged to seize the day to be ourselves, to do what makes us happy without qualm, restraint, or regret, and not to let anyone judge us or take us on a guilt trip. The problem with that advice is that in an effort to encourage us, it can make us believe that we are our own and subject to none. Gods unto ourselves with unlimited rights and no responsibilities except the ones we choose. But we are not our own. We belong to God and are responsible to him and by extension to the neighbors he has given us to serve. Guilt is not something we are free from because we were never guilty. We sinners have been guilty from birth, as we heard in the psalm, even from conception. But God has graciously lifted our sin and guilt off of our backs and onto his own in the person of Jesus Christ. In the deep, cleansing waters of holy baptism, we are baptized into Jesus' death. As we learn from Romans 6, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And so we are to consider ourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. But sin we do. We disobey God and try to fly under his radar, hoping that he won't notice or that he'll lighten up and let us have some fun. Or we sin flagrantly, and shamelessly, as if God did not exist, and we had installed ourselves in his position, like Napoleon crowning himself 
emperor. When Joel says, return to the Lord your God, he reminds us of three unfashionable facts. That God is real, that we are his, and that we need to repent. The Hebrew word that Joel uses, translated return, as in return to the Lord, is shuv which also can mean simply to turn. We need to continually turn from our cynical and self-indulgent ways back to the Lord, our God, to whom we belong. Now, if that sounds like an exercise in futility, if you associate the idea of turning or returning repeatedly with backtracking and going nowhere, think of yourself as a link in a bicycle chain or as a part of the tire. If we're not turning back toward the center, we're not moving forward. We are not the motive force, but we are most certainly attached to the one providing that force. And it's in our turning and returning that God keeps us headed in the right direction, moving forward and brings us home. Lent is a time of repentance but not of wallowing in our sin and guilt. When I'm guilty or just feel bad about something that I've done, my inclination is to return not to the Lord, but to myself and proceed to deliver a powerful kick. How could you have been that stupid? I yell at myself. How did you not see that coming? You pathetic waste of space. That is not repentance. That's called masochism. And it's not the same thing. God does not call us to kick ourselves or to live paralyzed by our failure to save the world, or to be the generous, grateful, and compassionate people we like to think ourselves. Instead, God tells us to return to Him. For unlike people like me, when I'm angry at myself or at someone else, God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. From Psalm 103, verses 11 through 14, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. 
for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. That is God's forgiveness, freedom, and peace. The traditional disciplines of Lent, fasting, prayer, and almsgiving, come from today's gospel lesson from Matthew 6. They include disciplines of living with less of some things like food and money, and living with more of other things like prayer and generosity. Lent is not all about giving things up. When we give up something for Lent, it should be a good gift of God that we enjoy, but that we separate ourselves from for a season so that it doesn't become an idol. This practice of temporary seasonal renunciation can keep us from relying on God's creation more than we do on God. Which, of course, doesn't mean that we shouldn't give up our sinful behaviors during Lent. Of course we should, but giving up bad things like gluttony or lust or sloth is not something to do just for a season, but permanently, repeatedly, and at all times of year, Lent or otherwise. We may not enjoy Lent, but we need Lent. We need to be reminded of the simple truths we've heard many times, but frequently fail to remember, to believe, or to take seriously. We need to return to the Lord, and we need the seasonal disciplines that disrupt our inertia, turn us around, and remind us who we are and whose we are. From the mountaintop of transfiguration, Jesus came down and set his face to go toward Jerusalem. Let us remain with him and follow him there, saying with Peter, it is good, Lord, to be here, for he is with us.